I'll tell you my story, and I got hit really, really hard. Now, granted, everything's fine. My family's fine. Two of them were out of town. It was just me and my little one that was there. Animals all good. House got hit pretty good. But all in all, everything. I don't want to sound like a guy that's like, oh, bro, you're going to freak out when you hear my story. Because it's, it's not, you know, all things considered, it's not that bad. But mm-hmm. it was scary as hell. Um, We were outside goofing around. And I had seen all, all week, really, in the night before that... That, you know, you had a 10-15% chance of rain, but it was going to be 95 degrees on Sunday and hot. Yeah. yeah. And mostly clear. Oh, yeah, clear. And so I got all my, you know, adult stuff finished, shopping and whatever I needed to do, running errands in the morning so me and my kiddo could screw around in the afternoon and go do whatever outside. And so he's like, you want to you wanna swim? I was like, yeah, yeah, let's swim. Let's shoot some baskets. And so we're out there with the dogs just goofing around and having a good time and listening to music and, you know, whatever, just having fun out there. And we're out there for like an hour, hour and a half. And it starts to get dark. And I'd gone on a jog earlier that morning, or probably about an hour beforehand, and it was hotter than you know what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, and the sun was beating down. I'm like, this is miserable. So we're playing and, and I notice it's starting to get dark. And I'm like, wow, that really does look like something serious or not even that. I shouldn't say that. It looks like rain. It looks like June in Texas. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should uh, get inside. He's like, nah, we're fine. We're fine. We didn't see any lightning or anything. Well, then I see my dogs. They come over toward where we were swimming and they huddle up by the back door. They know things that we don't. And the, they never do this. And the three of them were like almost in a ball looking at the door like, let me the F in now. So I'm like, we need to get out of the pool because I've seen this movie before yeah, with the dogs. They do know things we don't. So we get go inside and within like, and I, it's funny because as we're going inside, I see my neighbor going up the driveway or his driveway on his bike. He had just finished his bike ride. Mm-hmm. And then it starts raining, and it starts raining harder, and and then it gets to the point where I'm like, oh my God, and I start taking video of it like every human being did yesterday um, outside of my, my bedroom window to send to my wife who was out of town. I'm like, you're not going to believe- My wife. Hey, Borat. Hello. <laughs> Do you like? And... And then I'm like, it starts getting bad, and I see the trees start to bend to where it's, this is no normal storm. And the last text I sent was, oh my God, Julie, this is not good. And I'd sent her a video, and then phone service went out completely. So that's the last message she received, and then for like the next, I don't know how long you guys were without phone service, we had nothing for two hours. She's freaking out, my phone won't answer, nothing. She has no idea what's going on except a, a crazy-ass storm. You got no cell service, no nothing. Dude, huh? no. Nothing worked. Wow. And I think that we were at the epicenter of now what they're calling, and I just saw this on Fox 4, this was a microburst. It was a microburst. And according to the powers that be, they say a microburst is a sudden but powerful area of sinking air associated with a downdraft area of a thunderstorm. And literally... 
they say not only can the wind be in excess of 100 miles per hour, we got to 80 yesterday, mm-hmm. which is borderline tornadic. Yeah. But the bottom drops out of the clouds and the rain bottom. is incessant. I believe you sent a chart that said we were on the average to get, had it rained one solid hour as it did for that short amount of time, we would have gotten 16 inches of rain in one hour. Peter Welpton has an anemometer. Yeah. Yeah. An, an it's anemometer. An, it's an anus meter. Yes, an anus meter. So Peter, who does our soccer show and has been working here forever, he lives on my street and right up the road. And so when I saw this, I was like, oh, my God. Because we were at the center of this microburst. And yeah, like you said, <laughs> we're a foot and a half of rain in an hour where we were. That's what we were on pace for in that 45 minutes where the storm came down. I watched... Well, so we got in the storm closet pretty mm-hmm. quickly. And um, got all the dogs in, in there. And, you know, my, my kid was pretty cool about it all but i'm like dude the hail was coming down in droves i mean it sounded like missiles were hitting our house and i was a little freaked out i've never been i was in a tornado in oklahoma once with my with my parents and we got down to the storm cellar and i remember the whole you know the whole area the people were running over to our house getting in the in the storm cellar but here i'd never been in anything like this and my whole thing is yeah i didn't have my phone on me outside um, when we were out there goofing around and playing, and I wasn't prepared for this at all. And people said that on local TV there were no warnings. Mm-hmm. And I guess now people are so tethered to their phones that a lot of people were getting warnings. If there is 80 mile an hour winds and hail and whatever else coming our way, strong enough to uproot 100 year old live oak trees. Try 200 years old. Yeah. Where are the sirens? Do we need a full-on tornado? You know, they test these sirens out once a month to make sure they work. Dude, I don't know. This I, I don't know where the 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 line of demarcation is on what they'll set those things off for. Do you know how many I, I never people heard one siren. like you that were caught in the middle of this? Dude, again, I saw my neighbor wheel up on his bike two minutes before this hit. Yeah. He would have died out there. By debris. Yes. That's the thing you worry about is Hail, these, these limbs. trees. Well, these you know wooden limbs that are flying around the air at 80 miles an hour, getting picked up and, and going through the air at 80 miles an hour that can impale you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and so we're stuck in the storm closet. And, you know, dude, my dogs are going crazy. I'm a little freaked out by it all. And as soon as we hear the hail subside... We go outside, or we go out of the closet, and I go look out the front door. It's still pouring rain. Yep. But at least the wind had backed off a little, and the hail had stopped. And then I started taking video, and I sent you guys this, mm-hmm. of my street. And I live on just a spare-to-fair Dallas street. And if you wouldn't have known that I lived on a street, you would have thought that my that I lived on a river. And I showed you all the video. A rambling brook. It yeah. is a flowing, hardcore river running down my street. Well, you live by a creek. <laughs> <laughs> he does. And man, it was amazing. And I'm in awe of weather as it is. I could not believe the amount of rain that we got in that short amount of time. And I'm taking that and I'm just like, oh my God. And my kid's just freaking out. 
And then I kind of turn to the side of my house and I look over and I'm like, oh my God, I'll post the video on Twitter of the, of the river. Because at that point I knew that I was effed as far as what had happened in the, at the house. So my kid and I get out, we film that. And then once everything finally starts to go away and dissipate, we go outside and I'm like, oh my God. We lost, and again, I'm so happy and thankful and lucky that these trees did not fall on my house yep. and absolutely destroy it. You're lucky they weren't uprooted. Because I saw dozens of trees that were, like we said, 100, 200 years old that were, Mike, they're, they're 10 feet yeah. in diameter that were completely uprooted like they were pencils in the ground. Yeah. That were fallen on houses you know, in my neighborhood. I didn't realize how bad all this was until I got home and I, I was over at Bishop Hearts while all this was going on. And it didn't, you know, it rained a, a good bit, but yeah. no big deal, really. You didn't get the wind down there, right? No, no, didn't get the brunt of it for sure. And made my way back home. And again, you know, it, it looked like it rained pretty good down there, but that was about it. And then... I got upstairs and started looking around and saw what you posted. It was like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, I I thought that, that a tree had fallen on your house. Well, I mean, it I, did. We, we, we caught a couple of trees fell and it knocked off part of our roof and all that. But I mean, the main, the main problem was just the fact that we lost so many trees. And when you drive by my house right now, you stop. Yeah. I mean, it was like a, like a zoo animal that people are like, oh my God. Which you couldn't get past our house because, and I think I posted the video or the the picture of the tree that had fallen, the multiple trees that had fallen on our street, yeah. and you couldn't pass. Yeah, um, we lost so much, and I mean, it looks like that a bomb exploded at our house. One of those bombs that just takes out tree, like a napalm yeah. bomb. Yeah, that just wiped out the trees, and they are everywhere. And dude, you know, there's a. Part of the reason we moved over there were the trees. It's the old East Dallas Lake Highlands trees, man. And dude, there's no other part of the city like it. When I looked out there in the middle of that storm and I saw that those trees were horizontal, yeah. going back and forth, I looked at my kid. I'm like, get in the effing closet yeah. now and get the dogs in there now because I've never seen anything like it. Our lot is destroyed. The ticket. All right, we're recounting our experience with the big weather that rolled through here yesterday. Probably the worst of which would have to do with the collapse of the crane that landed on the apartment building crane. down in Deep Ellum, which had to be just an incredibly hairy, scary episode to just watch, let alone be in. Looked like a damn knife through butter. Hot knife through butter. That was the damnedest thing that video, how did more people not die? I don't know. I ask that about everything. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a valid question. It looked, it could have been 50 people killed in that. I come in here every day asking that question. How did more people not die from that? People said that they were looking across at that. They could see the thing, the, the, the uh, complex split in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they could see people looking out of their whatever 
apartments, whatever you want to call them at the time, that were completely crushed with blood all over their faces, kind of like, what's up? Like, what are you thinking at that? What do you think happened? War. Seriously? Yeah. Military channel. I mean, at that point, I mean, you know you're dealing with serious storms. Are you thinking that it's storm-related or yeah, did an airplane gotta, just hit your no, building? No, you're thinking storm-related just because probably been going on for a few minutes. Ugh, well, But not a crane. No. Those damn cranes. I hate that they get left up like that. Again. And they're everywhere. Well, again. They just don't look trustworthy. Why did the city, and it wouldn't have made a difference down there. Think about the winds, though. That we've never heard of this happening before. Think about the winds that hit. And you said the downtown was spared a lot of the crazy storm. I mean, that just shows you how significant the, the wind was. Yeah. That, you know, it took down that son of a bitch. I, I, look, I'm, when I see dark clouds and whatever, and you know that rain is coming, okay, great, fine. I, I'm, I'm prepared for that. I, I'm not prepared for this. Even if there's a severe thunderstorm warning, this is different. This you know, this time of year, though, you don't know what you're going to get. Man, you if, know, you, it, it might be just a normal come up a cloud, rain for a few min- minutes, maybe a little thunder and lightning, and then go away. Mm-hmm. Or it might be this. Sound the alarm. That's all I'm saying. It seems like it met the requirements. Dude, I mean, people that were, you know, I had friends that were out there at, at, at baseball games for their kids that were like, hey, did you guys see that lightning over there? Maybe we should wrap this up. And within two minutes, they are on the roads, and the roads start to flood, their cars start to float, and it's sheer panic. And you were involved in that. I left my house yesterday a little bit after one, because I was going to be spending the day in Fort Worth, loaded up the pup, put her in the passenger seat, and we exit out of the garage to light rain and i'm taking her over to a friend's house to watch her for the day and i take ferguson towards 30 going south to hop on 30 to hop over to garland road in the time that i got on to ferguson from the lakeland area it had rained so much that when i hit the access road going west i looked and there was standing water and I'm thinking, I mean, it hadn't been raining, but more than four, four or five minutes. Right, right. Like hardly at all. And I'll be damned if I didn't get into that, to that, to enter onto I-30. And it was a good eight inches to 10 inches deep to the point already. where already. And I made it through and I, my car is pretty low to the ground. So it was worse for me than it was for maybe a, you know, a SUV or truck. But I end up getting on 30, and it took me another 15 minutes just to get to Garland Road, which is about a mile and a half away. Then I have to navigate myself through what? To get back to Hollywood Heights. Tennyson. And what is Tennyson full of? Trees. More than you, more, more than any concentrated area in East Dallas. Agree. So as I'm going kind of north, I guess it would be northeast on Garland Road to double back around... It is torrential. It is a visibility of maybe three to seven feet in front mm-hmm. of my car. Windshield wipers might as well not even have them on. What's They're the point? meaningless. We're going, all the lights are off. There's no traffic lights. You don't know whether you're in an intersection or what. All you can see are headlights as they get pretty close. Had we the either, hail hit 
Or did that reach that part it of Dallas? It reached it, but it was like pea size. It okay. wasn't like hardcore hail. But what you did have to navigate was as you're going one to two miles per hour with that limited visibility. Oh, I'm five feet from, I don't know, that looks to be about a 10-inch diameter limb from a tree that is right in front of my car that just fell Yeah, seconds earlier. Well, I've got to <laughs> back up everywhere. and go around that. How one did not land and crush that little car of mine is beyond, I got very lucky. And it was that way. It was like, a, like you said, it was like a war zone. It was like somebody was firing off mortars into Bastogne and trees just splitting and falling all around you. So I posted... Anyway, to wrap it up, made it to the destination, sat in the car for about five to ten minutes until the thing passed, because it was only... Its concentrated um, duration was only maybe 20 minutes. Ours is about 45. It may have dissipated a little bit. Heavy duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy duty stuff was only about 20 minutes to... We got to the point where I could take the little girl in and drop her off. And guess who is the calmest entity during all of this? You know how dogs normally freak out on storms? No. She's laying down on You're her like, stomach. What's going on? Going, what up? How you doing? Why, what are you stressing over? <laughs> Coming home from Fort Worth last night, I rolled in about midnight and driving through my neighborhood, pitch black, no street lights, no flashing reds, just black. <laughs> it looked like Chernobyl. It looked like that show Chernobyl at night. Now, you did have the moonlight, which made it even a little more eerie, but... Are you navigating around yes, trees? Yes, you're doing yeah. all of that, and you're going super slow, and I get on my street, and I don't know, this is just a great coincidence, but I'd, I've lived in my house now for about two and a half years, and I'd never had my trees trimmed. I have two <laughs> huge live oaks in the front yard and then a pecan in the back, and they've been getting really heavy. Like, even just a light wind will yeah. knock some limbs down, so Friday... Last week, I had them come out. And by the way, we're in the wrong business. We need to open our own tree service because those guys are making millions. I'll do it with you. Um, but they knocked them back and really fleeced them good, you know. Um, but it needed to be done. I had no major limbs fall off only because you pruned. I pruned hardcore on, on last Friday and got incredibly lucky. Yeah. Incredibly lucky. But, man, even to this day, I you know, woke up this morning. Stayed at the house last night, just cracked windows because it was, what, 65 degrees or 68 yeah, it degrees. Nice. It was nice. And woke up today, still no power. Not going to have power until lunchtime tomorrow at the earliest. So, but yeah, the neighborhood today, I mean, people had already started cutting up the debris in their yard and stacking Dude. it. And glad everybody's okay. That's really yeah, what you man, said. That's the, the matters. The ticket. Mm-hmm. 558 here on the hard line before we get into uh, a little community quick hits. I found something on the internet that I immediately sent to Danny because I recognize, well, I recognize talent, but I sent it to Danny before I opened it because I knew that he could handle this much better than me. Here's Danny and here's the sponsor. All right. Thank you, Corby. Well, here's the sponsor. Oh, American Leak Detection. Thank you to American Leak Detection. Here's Danny. Thank you, American Leak Detection. And Corby, thank you. And thank you to the Internet for allowing me to read this article. So, yes, Car- Corby did Carby did send me Carby. an article. And this was, I guess, ultimately, it's a list that came from a reader's poll that a certain couple of magazines conducted. Now, these magazines 
are called Guitar World and yep. Total Guitar. Now I don't Love I don't know Total Guitar, but Guitar World's been around forever. forever. Yeah. And what they did is they put out a readers poll. Now this is why this list interested me. This wasn't done by a group critics of and critics and, and writers and columnists that work for this magazine. They're gonna be you know, they're gonna work way outside of the box. These are basically readers voted on this list. And the list is the top 50 greatest guitar riffs of all time. So not songs, per se, riffs within that define the song. Yes, the okay. defining element of the song. When you hear the guitar come in, you immediately know, holy crap, yes, you know what that song is. It's iconic. Um, it's recognizable. And it's just important. Like the movie Milk. Right. So <laughs> I figured we would not do all 50 Good idea. So we're going to start at number 10. Great idea. I'm a little surprised it's not higher on the list, considering that most people in the world of music consider this guy to be the greatest guitar player of all time. But this came in at number 10. I have a question about this. Essentially, so is it the first song, part? Are you talking about the octave lick? Oh. Are you be. talking about the? I think you're talking about that. Really? And then you get to the main meat of the song, which is the. Yeah. Which one's the iconic guitar riff? I think it's probably the middle part, right? Okay. The middle one. That. That's probably it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking the it. first one. That, how long can a riff be? That's the thing. Typically, it's like the guitar hook of the song. It's like, like, uh, and this isn't on the list, but Nirvana's opening thing right. smells like teen spirit. Yeah. yeah. That's a guitar riff. Yes. All right. So that's from Jimi Hendrix, uh, Purple Haze, Let from his album, this. Are You Experienced? So I'm, again, I didn't look at this list, and maybe I shouldn't ask this question, but is he on the list again, or is that it for him? That's it. That's his only appearance in the top ten. I was trying to think of other songs of his that might have like might be included. Voodoo Child or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like it's more iconic than, than that. Yeah, but Purple Haze was the song that was like, Hello, hello World, oh, I'm was? Jimi Hendrix. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. And I think you take that into consideration as well. Um, number nine... Interesting. I think I don't disagree with this being in the top ten because the second you hear it, you know exactly what it is and you've heard it a million times. But the fact that this is kind of a rock and roll list, it gets rock and roll, but the guitar riff is played on a clean guitar. Now, granted. That may not count as the riff. What counts as the riff is what comes in, coincidentally, after what should be in the top ten of greatest drum fills of all time, how Frank Beard gets you into the heavy part of this song. Everybody knows this. Yeah. And I want to hear it. I'm kind of That is a guitar riff. And yes, it belongs in the top ten. 
So are they talking about this part right here yeah, or the is, opening? This is the riff. Okay, This yeah. is what they're talking right, about. Right. Not the intro. Right. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's, of course, LaGrange by ZZ Top, and somewhere the hammer's dancing. Going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number eight. Man, I, before I even looked at this list, Corby, I had this in my head that it needed to be on there, and I was so happy that it was, but also a little surprised considering, you know what? I'm not surprised. It belongs, and these guys are from around here. <laughs> Oh my God! Can you believe that "Walk" by Pantera made number eight? What? Hell yeah, dude! It's their greatest riff, in my opinion, and belongs. I cannot believe Pantera made this list. Think about who reads these magazines. That's true. Yeah. Hell yes! This makes me want to fight. Don't you want to fight? Yeah. All right, there, may, there may be some f bombs. So, will that. you play? Can you play the beginning of that again? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's really cool, dude. That's what that surprises I'm gonna punch me. Though. The first person I see when I leave this building. <laughs> right. Sorry, Smokey. <laughs> <laughs> Smokey, he kicked my ass. All right, number seven, and I think the main riff comes after this slidey guitar thing, but, dude, this is iconic. Everybody knows it. Everybody can play it. <laughs> Not this. There's Ozzy singing through the cancer kazoo. Uh. Come on. It's not that bad. God. God. Uh. This. Great drum fill. Yeah. That drum fill taught Dave Grohl everything he knows. Oh. I hate everything about this song. Everything. Yeah, but when this came out, man, people were like, what is this? So evil, so dark. I do have to tell you, the beginning Cancer Kazoo line from Ozzy. <laughs> you like that? It makes me laugh. Ugh. This song has always blinded me, man. I'm glad. Yeah, I have to. I have to concur on that. I'm glad the next band made the made the top ten from the Guitar World Readers Poll of greatest guitar riffs of all time, which we are at number six, and that was a reset. I'm glad this band made it. Maybe a little surprised that this is the song that made it, but it's probably their most popular tune. And dude, this is for you, Bob. Legitimized now, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have thought of this. I'm glad this made it. Heck, yeah. Now, they're not talking about this. Right. It takes a minute. Let's kind of see Beavis warming up. <laughs> Let's 
ass kicks ass. Yeah, yeah, kicks ass. <laughs> Just wait for it, buddy. Shut up, butt munch. What a pompous intro. <laughs> oh, man. How long is this intro? What are we at? Like a minute? It's 50 seconds it's not right even now. A, here we go. It's not even a top five. the Rip. It belongs. He's flatting the five, you idiot. He make, is. Yeah. Make the whole list, Kirk Hammond. Flat the five, you idiot. You can right, also that that, that make yeah that's for sure yeah man so we're halfway through our list of our guitar world's list of top ten greatest guitar riffs of all time you can also have a secondary title to this article the ten songs you're going to hear at Guitar Center on any given day <laughs> oh no can because, I guess well am I not, allowed to guess we're not to it yet but the world would not be right. If yeah. this guitar player who departed from us last year did not make the list, and this is a great riff. Oh, hell yeah. Number one from this band for sure. As far as guitar legs? Yes. A riff. I just picture him figuring this out for the first time and going, oh my God. I created a masterpiece. Yeah. And you know what's even better about it? It's because you get all the way to the verse, and you don't hear from that idiot David Lee Roth <laughs> one <laughs> second. He's not going, ah, ah, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, ooh, ah, all over it. But I can tell you, if you start this over, Mino. Man, the first time I heard this. Oh. I'm, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. I ain't turning this off. But yeah, like I said, top ten sounds you'll hear from Guitar Center when somebody's pretending to be interested in making a purchase. Uh, this one is always played at number four. Oh, I was going to guess. This was my guess. I knew it was. This was my guess. Oh, what a beat down. I know. Does this belong? It's such a beat yeah, down. Does dude, it belong? Because everybody can play this and they know it and it's iconic and it's rock and roll and it's smoke on the flipping water. Man, I feel like the same guy has all these on his mixtape. Yeah. There's not a lot of demographic. These guys all look the same. They really do, man. <laughs> Right. I wonder what the mustache count in Deep Purple was oh, when this came out. All of them. It's all Grateful Ed. It's unanimous? Yeah. They all look like Pigpen? Right. All right, we are now up to the top three of Guitar World's top ten greatest guitar riffs of all time. This song, come on, and it was written by the rhythm guitar player, not the lead guitar player in this band, back when guitar when bands had rhythm guitar players. Oh, yeah. This is written by Malcolm Young, our... Malcolm broke our, this. Our dead friend twice. Yeah. He held, we, he may still be alive for all we know. <laughs> is this their most iconic? Yeah, this or You Shook Me All Night Long, Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah. Okay. 
What a flick. Three chords. That's all you need. It's badass. All right, we're at the top two. And before we play the next one, you know the number one one, right? Because you yeah, said that, that was the article. But you yeah. didn't know any, of the, know any of the other ones? No. Uh, Bob, do you have anything in your mind of you think which of what you think will be number one? Stairway. Okay. It's not stairway. You're not, you're close. You're, you're kind of close. You're in the right hemisphere. Yes. All right. Let's go with number two, and I think this is another one where you have to wait a little bit. Again, this also could probably have the most iconic bass rock and roll lick of all time. Hit it. <laughs> he made it twice. Who doesn't know this when it comes on? God. That, that, Thanks for that. that. instrument out. <laughs> what is that? I don't forget what they call it. Yeah, weird this. spinny thing. Yeah. Man, when I was... Is this Randy Rhodes? Yeah, when this? I was coming up in the world of... Jackson guitars and flying bees and all that nonsense. Everybody was playing this at Melody Shop and Guitar Center. Right. Oh, bro, you nailed it. Yeah, way to go. This is absolutely awesome. It's a great riff, man. All right, the next, well, the next and the final, the number one guitar riff of all time, according to the guitar player. Who's a guitar player or guitar world? Whatever. Um... Reader's Poll. This song came out, I believe, the same year we landed on the moon. Okay. So this is old, but... I think it I think it fits. I think it belongs. I think it's number one. If it's... You can make the argument that maybe Jimi Hendrix could be up there. Heck, you could even make the argument that Smoke on the Water would be up there because how universally... It's, it's so universally known, it's become a punchline. Um, but yeah, this is definitely... I'm totally fine with this one. You got the right band, you got the wrong song, but here they are, Led Zeppelin with the number one riff. Not the most complicated. Is this what Jimmy Page played for Jack White in The Edge and It Might Get Loud? Cashmere? He probably played this for him too. Where Jack White is staring at him, like going, "Oh my God!" I'm Jack White you. did that a lot in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> give you my I mean, this is. I have no issues with this being. So, one. in the larger list, how many Led Zeppelin songs are on there? I didn't. You know what's? You know what's funny is the article that Corby sent me. It gave you the top ten, and it said to see okay. the top fifty. Yeah, click behind here. a paywall. So I clicked here, and it sent me to a page where I could either subscribe to the magazine or order that special issue for like seventeen dollars. Yeah, so not worth I, it. I don't know what the what was in the top fifty, but there was some like more modern acts in there, like Slipknot had a. Well, song the, in there the Nirvana like riff that. actually does. Uh, it's I think in it there. Seemed in like there it too. should be up there, yeah, but, it's but in there. for Zeppelin. The stairway is more of a Wayne's World joke, but man, give me the immigrant uh, riff over this, right? Well, that I one. Think about the immigrant song. Yeah, 
This was a more popular song than the immigrant song, though, I think. Well, so yeah, this, I mean, think about this. When So this was on Led Zeppelin 2. Think about when Led Zeppelin 1 came out, and you loved Led Zeppelin, and you were waiting. You can't wait for their next album, and you go to the store, and you bring it home and put that on, and that riff starts it. Is that the first song? That's the, Yeah, that's the lead turd off of Led oh, Zeppelin wow. 2. Yeah, you're fired up. <laughs> oh, man. You're fired Most up. Most deaf. All right, good stuff, Dan. All right, you're good welcome. Stuff. Uh, let's go to Danny Bayless, who has Community Quick Hits next.